Big Red Revival. All right, welcome into the Big Red Revival podcast, episode 19. Uh, been a pretty hectic week in college football across across the country and uh, particular here in Husker Nation. So um, just kind of do, let's do some checking in, you know, before we dive into the nuts and bolts of uh, what was the week in the Big Ten. But uh, Zach, what's happening? How's it going? What's going on, man? Um, there? I'm, I'm pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been a it's been an emotional week, uh, both on and off the field, if you will. But it's uh, it it's it stinks. I mean, right. Twenty twenty can go ahead and just get the hell out of here. Let's let's all fast forward to twenty twenty one and and pretend like this didn't happen. Yeah, I'm ready to ready to punt on twenty twenty and uh, and move on. <laughs> I'm already looking forward to twenty twenty one. So it yeah, it's been quite the year, quite the week, and. Uh, all of our biggest fears as Husker Nation uh, came true. Uh, Deathcom four, five, whatever, whatever the fuck the highest number is. Uh, that's that's where we're at. Uh, the Big Ten announced this week that uh, they're going to be canceling all fall activities, including our beloved football team. So uh, quite the week, uh, you know, a little back and forth, obviously, bickering between uh, Nebraska and the Big Ten. Uh, you know, people are kind of, for some reason, upset that uh, Nebraska – for some reason, wants to play football this fall. I can't imagine why they'd want to do that. Just mind-boggling. But, uh, Zach, when the news broke on, what was that, Tuesday? I believe yeah, well, Tuesday yeah. morning? Tuesday morning. Uh, what, what was your initial initial just chain reaction, reaction of what you thought when you saw that? I mean, I don't know if there's any two better words to use than gut punch. You know, it's just another another – I don't know, shot to the throat in the year 2020 with just another cancellation. But with Nebraska football, this one hit a lot different. You know, I mean, being being in Nebraska, we don't have any pro sports, you know, a lot of it. And then, you know, March Madness, obviously, you know, we didn't really have a dog in the fight right there. You know, our our season wrapped up before they canceled everything anyway. (laughs) Yeah, our season was already (laughs) over before they canceled the shit. That was and and that was quite honestly one of the crazier nights aside from, you know, maybe Tuesday, you know, being a close second there, but just, just another thing. But, um, you know, like I was saying, you know, locally, we don't, we, we didn't feel it as much in the sports world up until right now. And now it's become very real and it's, it's, it's sad for, you know, everyone involved and Scott Frost touched a lot on it with, you know, the impact it makes the community and everything, but then you got to feel for the kids, you know, that are on the team and, you know, this is their last shot at things. And, and, you know, just the, the press conference on Monday with with Frost speaking, speaking very, very loud to to the national audience. But then the kids coming on with Martinez and Boodle and, and Farniak, it was I mean, it was it was kind of tough to watch because, you know, they were very passionate about things. But they also right. were basically just begging, like, let us play. Right. And then and then the news drops the next day. And it's just it's really it's just a tough scene. And, you know. 
It's, yeah, it's not know, it's it's not easy to swallow right now. Yeah, you know, it kind of started last Saturday. You started hearing some whispers and some uh, things on Twitter about, uh, you know, that this was a possibility and the Big Ten was reconsidering. I didn't really pay too much attention to it just because it's like, well, we just released a schedule. You know how? No, no way. You know, um, and then it's kind of picking up and Monday morning. Um, I think the guy from the De- Detroit Free Press uh, put out that the Big Ten's canceling the season. And then the uh, Scott Frost was scheduled for a 1.30 press conference that the whole world was sitting sitting waiting on. And then uh, he had it and, uh, you know, gave one of his best performances. I mean, just came out as a strong leader um, and, you know, had me ready to run through a fucking wall for the guy and for Nebraska. Um, so at that point, I was thinking that, you know, this could sway um, the Big Ten's decision, maybe not sway it all the way to we're having a season, but at least push it back to, to that um, – uh, po- postponement, excuse me, like the SEC and the ACC were, all right, we need a little bit more time. Let's get the kids back on campus and see see kind of where we're at when that starts. So, um, and then the news uh, late or Tuesday afternoon that uh, the Big Ten had canceled the season. And not to mention, it was just all quiet on the Western front from the Big Ten conference. I mean, just nothing, just no, no communication, no tweets, no statements, no nothing. And then they just come out, season's canceled and, uh, the new uh, the the new commissioner got in front of the mic after they said they're going to cancel it and uh, had one of the worst interviews I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, got up there and said absolutely nothing for twenty minutes. Uh, I, well, I don't know, you know, that's something we're considering and this and that and just said a bunch of bullshit. Didn't have any answers for anybody. Couldn't give us a reason why the season was canceled. Asked him what what changed between the schedule release Thursday to this point on Tuesday. He had no answer for that. Just uh, just gave us a bunch of hogwash, basically, which really upset everybody. Um, there's the petition going around Twitter between that Trevor Lawrence started, that all the players were getting behind. And um, do, do you think that that kind of had something to do with the season being canceled, with uh, kind of what the kids were demanding? Because, what, two weeks ago, the Pac-12 players put out a list of, I mean, just the most ridiculous – demands ever you know we want 50 percent of the revenue to go to uh, a charity that we pick and set, do all this and that for us and it was just total bullshit was never going to happen the big 10 players kind of put out something that seemed a little bit more reasonable uh, not asking for money just hey can our parents get the big 10 network to make sure they're able to watch us play and and just basically uh, protocols basically for covid and you notice that none of the nebraska players got behind that and Scott Frost made that a point in his press conference that he said, none of my guys were involved with that. You know, they agree with what some of the things, but they weren't wholeheartedly behind that. So they didn't uh, co-sign that, tweet that out or retweet that. So, um, you know, kind of drew a line in the sand. And he said, uh, you know, if Big Ten does cancel, they're going to be looking to play elsewhere if they can. And uh, that's kind of when the shit storm started. And, <laughs> of course, we had a couple of national guys come out and blast us for uh, wanting to play football, Michael Wilbon, Desmond Howard, uh, Pat Forty. I mean, Pat Forty wrote a whole article and what told us to get back on our John Deere tractors and ride off into the cornfields or some bullshit. And Desmond Howard said, you know, kick their ass out of the, out of the big 10. What would you, what was your opinion on all the national reaction that we got and just the backlash that Nebraska would receive for wanting to play football? What, what's your opinion on that? Uh, first off, going back to the Pac-12 uh, demands, if you will. Yeah. Uh, you missed one that was just even more ridiculous than the fifty percent revenue, and it was there was one demand in there where they just they just called for uh, you know the 
the higher ups in the Pac-12 uh, office or whatever you want to say, just just to take pay cuts. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody took a pay cut too. <laughs> and and that that thing that threw me off. I I didn't read much more into it than that. But that is, I mean, come on, guys. Let's let's right. get real here. But um, <laughs> as, aside from that, no, I think I think there's one un- underlying issue with all of this, and you know the chaos that we've we've witnessed in the last week, and it it, it just goes straight to leadership and. Um, you know, we're all under the umbrella of the NCAA and the NCAA has just been completely silent up until today, Friday. And Mark, Mark Emert finally came out and said, you know, we don't have any jurisdiction over the, over the conferences. Well, what do you mean you don't? I mean, we pay you for, you know, they're, they're every conference right now is NCAA, you know, it's like, how do you not have jurisdiction? And they're just sitting back and they're letting all these things, all, all of this chaos ensue where, you know, all these conferences are going rogue and making their own decisions. And now all of a sudden we have three power conferences playing and then we have two that aren't, and then they're expected, which is a complete joke to play in the spring. Um, And so it's just, there's, there's no leadership here. And then, you know, it's just, it's, it's madness right now. And, you know, I feel like the NCAA is just sitting back and watching, you know, the whole college football landscape on fire. And, but then if, if a guy takes, you know, a $50 meal here and there from, from somebody all suspended for the year, he's ineligible. I mean, they come in and want to lay down the hammer, but when this, there's the most serious issue probably that's presented itself in uh, college football since, you know, the, the time where we're in in war, like the 1930s, what was it? Um, It's just, 1930s. Sorry, when, I was dozing off there. Uh, <laughs> when, what, when, the when Nebraska last didn't play, a, yeah, the World War. You know, it's no, like, it was uh, 1890 was the last time Nebraska didn't play. We th- we played through the Spanish flu in 1918. We played yeah. through both World Wars, um, and we played the day after JFK was assassinated. So and and uh, so yeah, I mean, we're we're going back to that time where we're. A, you know, a circumstance like that, like this has presented itself. And it's just a complete joke that they're sitting back and just letting all this happen and not taking, you know, taking leadership and, and saying, okay, we're not going to play this year. We're going to, we're going to, you know, punt on this year. We're going to play next fall. Everyone's going to get right. We're all going to get this right. And then we can, we can continue on like, like pretty much every other sports doing. Right. You know, the one thing that uh, this pandemic has brought to uh, just a glaring need is that people in position of power and their inability to make a decision. Um, You know, I understand this happened during basketball season and then uh, got worse during baseball season. So they didn't really have a contingency plan. Football, you had five goddamn months to get ready for this and you get to what, three weeks before the season's supposed to start and you cancel the season and don't have any kind of sort of backup plan or what happens to the player's eligibility, you're just sitting there caught with your pants down. Uh, it's just a glaring need for people in positions of power. And it's not just it's not just football in the sports. It's mayors and governors and presidents. It's everybody, uh, CEOs, everybody across the whole country world is just people in position of power need to be able to make a decision and stick to it. You know, it's just, and have, have contingency plans. Like this is just ridiculous that the big 10 is caught like this and still have zero answers. We still right now have zero answers on what, what spring uh, can do and what the player eligibility is going to be. So yeah. it's just. 
And, and the fact that we were back in March and they canceled March Madness, like one of the biggest money makers for the NCAA. And at that point, you're telling me that you have this big committee of people for the NCAA. They're not looking forward to college football, which undoubtedly makes them the most money out of any of the NCAA sports. They're not trying to put a backup in a, you know, a backup to that uh, plan together. And they're not trying to like prepare for this, but now we sit in the beginning of August and NCAA is quiet and all of these conferences are just killing themselves off. Yeah. It's just, you know, everybody's making decisions for themselves. First, you started seeing players opt out and then you started seeing teams opt out and then the conferences started. So it's just, you know, it's just no, just no leadership across the board, starting with the NCAA on down. It just, um, I very frustrating that, uh, one, we still don't have any answers. Um, I, I personally, I don't know what you think about spring, but I don't know if that the things I've seen floated out. I know Purdue's coach, uh, uh, Brom, put out a um, a little uh, contingency plan or whatever, and I thought it was total dog shit. I mean, he was mm-hmm. talking about delaying the twenty twenty one season till mid October. You know, I'm not okay with anything that is delaying next season. Like by next season, we need to have shit back to normal, back to running like a well-oiled machine. So I hated his idea. I don't think we need to try to get in the full season, if anything, in the spring. If like if it entails delaying the 2021 season, I'd rather just not play in the spring. And yeah, and and to piggyback on that too, it's like okay, so let's say that these three Power Five conferences actually play this fall. I doubt it, mm-hmm. and if they do, they're not going to get past two or three games, but let's say, let's say they do. Okay. In a alternate universe verse, even alternate from this one that we're living in right now. But um, let's say that this happens. And then two conferences, PAC 12 and big 10 play in the spring. And then we're expected to play. I mean, one, that's insane that we would play two, you know, or one like kind of half schedule and then a full schedule in the fall. But the biggest gripe right now up until this point was not extending the college football playoff because it's too many games for these kids. Now you're asking them to play two full seasons in one right. calendar year. Right. I mean, they're just continu- continuously contradicting themselves. And it's just, it's insane to me that we have these people in, in power that are making this, these decisions that just don't make any sense. Yeah. You know, and just to, you know, circle back just because the national media just really just got on my nerves. I mean, I think it was kind of split on, you know, there was people that came out in favor of what, you know, for Scott Frost and said, you know, that's what kind of coach you want to play for seeing a guy that's willing to do anything, go to bat for his players. Um, But, you know, like Desmond Howard, you know, uh, and Michael Wilbon saying that we need to be kicked out of the big 10. You know, this, this is a conference that uh, had the Joe Paterno situation where they're uh, molesting kids on campus Michigan State's team doctor, he's molesting the student athletes there. Iowa's strength trainer, you know, uh, racial allegations, Urban Meyer covering up domestic abuse. And hell, fucking Maryland had a goddamn kid die during workouts two years ago on campus. So, but this this is too much for the fucking Big Ten, huh? You know, Nebraska wanting to play football is too is a little bit more than uh, child abuse and all that bullshit. It just just mind-boggling the national pundits and their whole take on this situation. Um, but, you know, the one thing that when Scott Frost got here, he talked about wanting to get everybody pulling in the same direction. And that is one thing that is happening from the governor to the senators, to the president, to the dean, to the chancellor, to the athletic director, to the coach. Every single person in the state of Nebraska 
is pulling in the same direction. Everybody came out. They're writing letters to the Big Ten. Everybody came out in favor of playing the season. So that was refreshing to see that, uh, you know, what Scott was talking about when he was coming into this job, that it is happening. It completely is. Everybody is pulling in the same direction. What do you think about uh, Ricketts and um, Ben Sass and all those guys all the way to the chancellor coming out in support of the season? I think it's the first time that everyone's been pulling in the same direction since the Osborne era. You know, I mean, we brought in Solich and and that was a that was a fine hire for everybody. But when he got fired, that was kind of the the decline for, you know, loyalty within the program. And, you know, we we try to we try to, you know, stay all kind of stay on the same page. But when when that happened, it it kind of started to scatter at that point. And, right. you know, everyone went there every which way. And we know what Bo, you know, we know what happened with the Bo Pelini thing where he tried to make, you know, the players, it was me against the world. Well, finally this week, it was us against the world with, and when it comes to Nebraska against the country and it was a good fight for us to be in because it showed that, you know, we're football guys here. You know, we want to play football. Big football state here. Big football state. Whether we've had success lately or not, we're, we're united here and, And it goes back to what we were saying too before. It's like the leadership is there. Everyone's on the same page, not only on you know in the locker room or within the coaches in the locker room, but all the way up, you know, to the government officials in, in the state and and trickling down to the president of the university and you know the AD and the coach. It's like it's we're all one now. And it was it was like you said, it's it was really like refreshing to see that we're finally all really united and it's going to be fun when we finally get to take the field again, because I think it's going to, hopefully it's going to show because it, it, it's there, there, there's not as much drama in the program right now. Cause we're all hoping and striving for the same goal. Yeah. And you know, the thing about that everybody's saying, Oh, they haven't been nationally relevant in 20 plus years. It's like that has nothing to fucking do with it. The New York giants ain't been fucking relevant in 10 years, but guess what? That's still a big ass brand. The New York Knicks, they have been trash most of my adult life. And guess what? They're the second most valuable goddamn sports franchise in the world. Okay. So like they're, a brand they're, the, brand. they're the third. They're the third. Third? You know what? Like or Cowboys, Cowboys Yankees. and Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So but I mean, they're completely dog shit. The New York Knicks are terrible. They're the third most uh profitable brand in the in the goddamn world. So Nebraska, we generate the fourth most revenue in the Big Ten and top 12 in the whole nation. So our brand is still very strong throughout because people of my age, I'm 35 years old. Nebraska's in the top five of wins in my, since I've been alive, since 1985, Nebraska's in the top five of wins. We've got three national championships, a Heisman trophy and the fifth most wins in that period of time. So um, I'm not sure why people just think the brand still isn't, isn't what it is. Um, You know, it carries a lot of weight and anywhere I go to, and you have any bit of Nebraska gear on, some adult wants to talk to you about Nebraska football. They want to talk to you about the 90s and this, that, and third. And, yeah, that's a long time ago, but guess what? People still want to talk about it, and that's branding. No one wants to talk about fucking Iowa or any of this other bullshit. Nebraska, everybody remembers a dominant era, and we still have that going for us because it wasn't 50 years ago. This was 20 years ago. So adults, a.k.a. the people that are raising the recruits now, they all remember when Nebraska was on top and Nebraska was unbeatable and rolling over motherfuckers. Yep. So the brand is strong. What's what's your opinion on the national perspective of Nebraska? I think it's still strong. I mean, we spoke out on Tuesday, and how much backlash did we get? 
Yeah. Oh, we got it. We, we got it all. Yeah. And it's because people are still, you know, a little butthurt, a little, you know, threatened because right. our brand is still strong and we haven't right. been that successful lately. And yeah. it's, it's because we have a solid fan base. We have a solid program. We have solid facilities. We have everything in place and it's just a matter of time. But these people just like to kick a successful program when they're down right. and they know that like eventually it's, it's going to come up, uh, you know, from where we're at and, you know, they just, they want to take advantage of the situation and that's fine because their hate shows that there's still a little bit of respect there. Yeah. And just to put it in perspective, the last 50 years, um, the big 10 has a total of three national championships in the last 50 years. Nebraska's got a total of five. Um, Penn state, um, had three Penn state joined the big 10 in 1995, the year before 1994, they went undefeated with Kerry Collins as their quarterback the year Nebraska won the national championship. Some people say maybe we should have split it with Penn state nonetheless. And then Penn state had won three national championships in the previous 15 years. Well, guess what they've done since joining the fucking big 10. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So the big 10, I mean, has it just lost its luster? I mean, you know, the whole reaching and adding Maryland and Rutgers for no goddamn reason TV markets, I mean, the TV market thing is not an issue anymore. And I don't know if they've never been to the East Coast or the Northeast. People ain't fucking with football, college football up there. No one gives a shit about college football. So to get the New York City TV market and the D.C. TV market with Maryland and Rutgers, those guys are a complete lag on the conference, especially Rutgers. They bring no value whatsoever. Maryland, they can play some basketball. Rutgers, you're not good at anything. You're dog shit. You're in the middle of nowhere. You're away from everybody. Should have never been added. Has the Big Ten lost its lu- uh, luster? Um, yes and no. I mean, I think it's still the Big Ten. I think it's still seen as kind of a a one B uh, to the SEC as far as you know. Still the football. most profitable conference. We make the most money. Yeah, I know, and that's and that seems what that. That seems to be all that matters for the Big Ten, though, is money. Right. They don't. They yeah. don't seem. I mean, apparently. I mean, w- what just happened? You know, SEC is still full steam ahead, like the NFL. You know, they're they're they they're not second guessing themselves at all. I mean, w- what we're gonna see in the next two to three weeks, right? Yet to, yet to be determined. But um, the Big Ten just they, they think very highly the, of themselves. Yeah. And and you know as. The, you know, the Huskers are obviously a part of that. And I don't know that we necessarily like really align with the big 10 quite yet. And maybe I wouldn't say this the same way a year ago when we were kind of coming into a regular year, but now that, now that we've kind of been ousted and alienated uh, uh, from the big 10 because of us speaking up that we want to play football, it kind of, kind of makes me step back a little bit and say, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know, I mean, just, Exactly. We felt kind of like the outsiders and, um, you know, the big 10 likes to hold up like, well, you know, we're, we've got a lot of top end academic, um, um, colleges, which is true. Nebraska is a little lagging behind apparently in that area. I don't really give a shit, you know, it's not the (laughs) Ivy league. So whatever I heard, Michigan's a pretty good school. Obviously Northwestern's pretty good, uh, school, but you know, we don't give a fuck about that. Okay. We play football and that's what we do. So, I just, yeah, I think the Big Ten likes to try to thumb its nose up to the SEC and like, oh, we're not just about sports, you know, we're about the books too. It's like, okay, okay, keep keep telling yourself that. But, you know, when all this is coming out 
And there was, you know, rumors of, uh, hey, could we go back to the Big Big 12? Uh, could we go independent like Notre Dame and BYU? What was your – were you considering either one of those options? Do you think any, either one of those have been a good option, or what was your thoughts on that? I – Definitely not independent. I don't. I don't right. see. I, I don't think Nebraska could could survive independent because you know Notre Dame, Notre Dame's a good comparison here, and Notre Dame has that national brand that you know. I don't. You know, Nebraska has a national brand to an extent, but not like right. Notre Dame. I mean, no. Rudy Rudy didn't go here. You know, right. we don't have. He was a also team. offsides. He was, he, was, he was definitely offsides, but <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't we don't have that national recognition per se. Um, and and you know Notre Dame's been in the playoff, you know, in the last three years or whatever. But um, I don't I don't. Got their ears in both. Times, yeah, they but, did. That's fine. But, th- but at least they made it there. I mean, I would have yeah, no, for that. Yeah, no, they're they're still a very national brand, obviously. Yeah, but um, I just I just think that you know they have that they have that brand recognition that they can pull off the independent Nebraska could not no, no chance big 12. It would be intriguing, but then we go back to the same issues that we had before. I I, I don't know. It, it, like I said before, it's been such like a crazy roller coaster ride of a week that like at one point during the week, I thought, eh, big 12 wouldn't be so bad, but do we really want to go back and, and kind of like almost be a little bit bitch about it? Like, well, it didn't work here. Yeah, let's come back. I I think we we stick it out now that we know that there's nothing going to happen this year. Might as well stick it out with the Big Ten and and just stick it back in their face and right. and win one. Only thing left to do is win the whole fucking thing. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, the one thing about going independent, I was telling my wife that you know you go independent. There's only one. There's only one thing that's winning the national championship. There's no conference title. There's no division title. There's none of that. It's either. National championship or bust, and obviously Nebraska's at no place to fucking yeah. set themselves up for failure like that. Yeah. Uh, as far as going back to the Big Twelve, uh, you know, at one point this week, I was like, you know what, we should one. It's easier. Um, <laughs> the teams aren't as good, so that's a positive. And you know, the reason we originally left the Big Twelve was because they're really dick riding Texas. Texas, they were giving Texas their own uh, network. That's been a complete failure. And it was just the Texas show and we got to do whatever they do. But now if you look at it, uh, that's kind of the way the big Ten's turning into with Ohio state, um, you know, and Ohio state's only good at fucking uh, football. I mean, they're decent at basketball, but football is the main sport. Texas is good at everything, you know, football, basketball, volleyball, all that good shit, baseball. So it's just, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have mind going back to the big 12 one, the schools are geographically, geographically more close i mean there's <laughs> for what, sure three school three schools within four hours of us um mm-hmm. it, in the big 10 um i was what four hours away and then the next close is wisconsin and minnesota they're six hours away so just uh for geographical reasons the big 12 is also uh, a little beneficial and, and then you know getting back to our base down in texas you know um nebraska had a lot of success down in texas with recruiting and just uh, just kind of a we. I think I still feel like we have a big brand down there, but you know one of the downsides would be that you know Frost has been building his roster as a Big Ten roster, and the Big Ten and uh, Big Twelve play completely different brands of football. Big Twelve, the defense is optional. You know, spread them out, score seventy. I mean, you saw what Pat Mahomes and uh, 
and uh, Baker, Baker, you know, getting that shootout and put up 77 and, you know, our 1,200 passing yards in that game. Yeah, Mahomes had seven touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns and got beat, you know. <laughs> so um, our team is now shaped to be a Big Ten team. We've recruited these big offense linemen, all these 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", 320-pound guys. So um, our roster is now more shaped to play in the Big Ten. And, you know, just as we're get, getting our roster where we want it at size-wise – you know, it's not time to jump ship and, you know, try to have to regroup and push ourselves back a couple more years in development. So there's that whole aspect of it. But, um, you know, he, Ryan Day came out, Ohio State's head coach, and came out and he said he was interested in playing the, the spring season or whatever, um, like the first week of January. What uh, What's the best case scenario, say, if we do try to put something together? Is it just canceling, playing like a – a mini winter season and January, February are trying to play like a 10 game spring schedule. What, what's your thoughts on that? What do, you, what do you think is the best scenario? Plain and simple. Cancel it. Just play next fall. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's, that's all I really have on that. Like why, why risk it anymore? Just put, just take all your chips. You can't, you can't bet on, you can't bet on this one. Put right. them on the next one. That's yeah. It. It's, it's no use fucking up two seasons this one's fucked up so let's not uh you know let's not mess up the next season and have to delay that or whatever so i i think i'm with you um i obviously and, i'd and, love to see football in any aspect so i'm not gonna complain if there's football on but um i if you, i thought if we we're gonna do a spring season i thought we should do uh six game division games only the division winners play against each other big tw- uh big 12 pack 12 uh, Big Ten, Pac-12, and then the winner plays uh, in the Rose Bowl, Big Ten versus Pac-12, and that's it. So uh, most teams are getting six games, some are getting seven, and two of them are getting eight. So I don't know. I think that was the way to go. And, you know, they talked about maybe having hub cities, you know, starting in mid-January with the Domes, Minnesota, Indianapolis, Detroit. You know, I don't know. We could have did something like that, but trying to get any more than six games and just I don't think is an option. Um but the one thing, you know, the one thing circling back to fall time, the aspect I didn't understand, there's two things that I didn't understand at all. How is it How is it safe, one, to have kids going back to school, going back to classes, and not to mention Big Ten schools have, some of them are having their kids, uh, students in intramurals uh, on campus. So you have kids back going to school, you got kids in intramurals, but can't play football. And then also every year, the schedule set up where we play nine big 10 games. And then what else do we do? We play three non-conference games. Why wasn't Nebraska able to play their three non-conference games this fall? You know, because there was ob- obviously North-, North Dakota state wanted all the smoke. They wanted to, they wanted to come down here and get in that ass, you know, and they've, they fucking very well might've, they've got a good team. They've got a top five quarterback on their team. Um, Notre Dame had an open spot. BYU and uh, Boston College all showed interest. So I was like, why can't we play our non-conference schedule then still? You know, I mean, that's we do. We have a non-conference schedule every single year. So why wasn't that an option? So I don't know. That's just that's just me spitballing. But uh, just the whole thing doesn't make sense, especially with the kids going back to school. I could see if the kids were, you know, doing this online learning bullshit, which is a complete fucking joke. Um, but did you just, learn anything online? No. <laughs> You don't want to know, not, not school-wise. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> not school-wise, I didn't. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. But the kids are starting to go back to school. Here, 
in the state, I mean, the high school kids are all playing football, playing sports outside of uh, OPS, which, you know, once again, another uh, person in power not able to make a fucking decision, you know, and new to the job, trying to make a make an impact. And uh, now, you know, everybody's on everybody's shit list. So just another example of, you know, people not being able to make a decision. So, well, uh, based, based on what you just said, though, I mean, on your idea with the Big Ten playing against the Pac-12, you know, um, a shorten makeshift schedule. Uh-huh. One that would have gave gave uh, the Big Ten schools a lot of confidence because we would have kicked the shit out of them because Pac-12 oh, is garbage. Yeah, yeah and, we around. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, it's there's there's no good answer for anything right now. It's just it's so confusing right. with everything that's happening. But yeah, I mean, I just don't think that makes sense either to play in the winter and then expect them to come back and. Yeah. And, and play again, you know, it's like, and, and the, the thing that really bothers me the most, you know, having played, I mean, not quite at the D- division one level, obviously, but um, it's just the limbo that you have all these kids in, you know, they, especially the seniors, like right. going back, going back to what I said about the, the interview with like the, the three Husker players after frost, you know, uh, Martinez, Farniak and uh, Boodle, Boodle, mm-hmm. By far, showed the most passion. He showed he he spoke the most, um, and w- which is which is surprising because most of the c- questions were were centered at uh, two a.m. Obviously, you know you want the quarterback to talk, but Boodle Boodle had a lot to say there, and of course he does. He's he's got the most to prove. Like he's one of those guys that that you know is on the cusp there, and he he needs the season to prove himself. And now it's been stolen from him, and it's just bullshit. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's just, you know, another thing that uh, Barry Alvarez, um, Wisconsin athletic director, came out and said, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're still going to be uh, able to have, you know, 20-hour workout weeks uh, in practice, you know, up and, you know, going on until next season. It's like, motherfucker, one, first of all, I'm not practicing for two years fucking straight. Like, no, nah, brother, I'll see you in the summer. You know, like, I'm not, no, 20-hour practice week, once again, goes back to the idea. So yeah. we, can go to, we can go to school. We can have intramurals and we can practice, but we can't play the game. Just something, something just isn't adding up. I'm getting one plus two is seventeen, and that's not. I don't believe that's the right answer. Well, I, but, it, it's not the right answer. It's not the right answer. I, I agree with you there, but at the same time, like a guy like DiCaprio Boodle or someone in in a similar situation as him, they have to play the game at this point. They have to play the game to be able to play the game later. And that playing the game is to go to these 20 hours a week practice, continue yeah. to continue to get the coaching and the work. So they, so they have, so they have that almost reference letter from their coach, because if they, yeah. stop, if they stop showing up and it comes down to the time where, you know, they get a pro day or they get, you know, possibly invited to a combine, you know, well, they, I mean, they, they I, need to sign off from their coach because they've been continuing to put in the work in in the uh the public eye yeah i was on i'm more stating that in the aspect of like everybody's coming back like no one's leaving for the league this year everybody's coming back and playing next season so you're just like so we just got amped up went through the they've been back on campus since what april i think been back on campus getting covid tested every fucking day practicing working hard getting geared up and then they're three weeks away from kickoff and season gets canceled and they're not going to have another meaningful game until next September. It's like, bro, no, man. Like, I'll see you in springtime for practice, but what's the what's the need to practice through the fall and through the winter? 
besides nothing, besides the waste of my time and me get more pissed off about not playing. And I'm here in practice, but I can't be out playing in the field. And then not to mention, yeah, obviously you're going to be seeing potentially three other conferences playing. It's, I don't know. I would, I would just be ready for a break from football. I would have such a huge letdown. I'd be like, I need some time off from football. So that's just my take on but it. 20 hours a week, as opposed to like a season week is nothing. So like, I don't know. I mean, and you got to think though, like these, these players that are on Nebraska, Ohio state, Penn state there. And if they, I mean, they obviously probably have peers that are on USC, UCLA. If they go on and they see them working out with their teams and stuff, that's going to provide a little extra motivation for them. Like, Hey, you know, I can't, I can't leave my, my teammates high and dry here. I, I have to keep, I have to keep doing my thing and keep like crafting my game. So when the time does come, I'm ready to go. I'm, I don't have to like figure it back out. Like I don't have to get back into condition. You have to stay on top of your game here. And hopefully, hopefully Frost has built that, that culture that he's been talking about where right. these players will do that on their own and they don't have to be talked into it or, you know, like find out the hard way that this is the best, best route to take. Um, and, and so hopefully that's the case, but I don't know. I mean, this is, yeah, I guess this is uncharted, this is uncharted territory for us all. Yeah. And so I guess it just, goes I guess, to the, yeah, it goes, just goes, I guess it goes back to the, you know, you ain't got to get ready if you stay ready, I guess. So, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, we're, okay. So teams are more than likely going to be practicing. Um, why wouldn't we be able to have a spring game in the fall? Right. You have you have spring practice. You end up having a spring game. Spring games cancel. Now falls canceled, but we're still going to practice. I think the Big Ten should uh, allow allow each team to have a spring game if possible. One to one for we can generate some revenue for one, the school and all the businesses downtown Lincoln that are going to be inevitably closing. I mean, you know, they got put through a pandemic and then, you know, their real moneymaker Nebraska football season uh, gets canceled. So just. One, I think it'd be good for the fans needed. We're already here. We're practicing. We have a stadium. I don't see why we wouldn't be able to have a fall game instead of a spring game um, this year. It's just, just an idea I'm throwing out there, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, my idea is heard and you know taken uh, seriously. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if I if I see us have a scrimmage with uh, fans this year. So that's just uh, my little two cents, and uh, hopefully uh, Bill Moose or somebody's listening to this. Mike check one, one, two, Bill, you there? So, um, but are you, uh, are you rooting for the other te- the other conferences to cancel? You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, misery loves company and I'm kind of going back and forth on it. I don't want them to have a competitive advantage over us. Cause I feel like they'll use it against us in recruiting and other aspects. So it's like, I wanted to cancel on that, that form. But on the other end, I love – I'm also a huge college football fan across the board. So, you know, I would love to watch some college football this fall. What's, what's your take? you hoping everybody cancels, or would you like to see the SEC, ACC, and the Big 12 uh, carry on? I'm, I'm pretty neutral on this one. Like, I don't see how it works. I really don't. Like I said before, I, I, I just don't see how three power conferences play and then right. don't – I mean – Mark Emert from the NCAA came out today um, and said, you know, there's not going to be a real true fall championship this, this year. So it's like, 
Um, I, I, I don't see where there is really any, any benefit for them playing, you know, like, it, I mean, it's uh, just, it's, it's hard to say, like, I, I don't, I'm not going to root one way or the other. I, I, I've just come to, to decide like, um, it's, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. I, I don't think that these three power conferences are, are going to be able to go rogue and play. So right. I wouldn't say I'm rooting either way. I just don't think it's going to work either way. And um, as far as your other question, like, will it provide, you know, like a disservice to Nebraska if we, if we're, you know, sitting out of this season? I don't think so either. I, I really don't. Like if we, if, if we can keep our core players intact and keep the players keep coming to practice for those 20 hours a week. I think, I, I think if anything, it's going to, it's going to create the opportunity for our coaches to do a lot more coaching and craft their game and really like implement the, uh, the playbook in the offense, because it's a very, very elaborate playbook that Scott Frost has. So maybe, maybe it's a good opportunity for us to really instill that in all of our players. And then we come out next year and, and everyone is just playing football and the playbook is just second nature. So I mean yeah, that's I'll, a glass half full, glass half full outlook, but um, pre- but but I don't know. I guess I I just don't see if if these three conferences end up do playing September twenty six, I don't see it going past two or three weeks. So I think it's going to be kind of almost a waste of time for them. Whereas we can we can sit back and really just like go back to the fundamentals and get all of the players that we do have on campus and involved in the program to be on the same page. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I can tell you this right now. If uh, it, well, clearly that I'm I'm still in the back of my head holding out hope that uh, you know maybe maybe there's a chance. But I can tell you right now, if uh, we don't play again until fall, I can guarantee you that uh, th- at minimum three to four of the guys that would currently be starting this year will not be back uh, next year. Whether it's through transfer, through uh, you know somebody thinking they can turn pro maybe boodle you know starts training this offseason think that uh you know he's uh can just go train for the draft uh maybe hymas um you know so it i think that the team that we're going to have this year would have had this year isn't going to be the team that shows up next year luckily we're a, a younger team that wouldn't change What's, either way have you seen how many players transfer yeah mean, it's just, i mean yeah, play, yeah. i mean we're going to lose those players anyway, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, but I mean, what if, what if it's like a, what if it's like a player like Diedrich Mills, say Diedrich Mills leaves. That's, I mean, that's a completely different team that we have. Yeah. 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 So it's just, if, if we don't play in the spring or whatever, we're, we're not going to see the players that we thought we were going to see. And, you know, maybe, um, you know, kind of like Ohio state, like Ohio state's got their best quarterback in school history and they're going to get to see him play for fucking 14 games. That's all he's going to get, you know, and, you know, that could be Diedrich, not that Diedrich Mills is our best running back ever anywhere close to it, but, you know, maybe we only get that guy for one season and that would be uh, a shame to say the least. Um, Maybe, uh, maybe Omar Manning thinks that, you know what, I can just go train. I can just go train. I've got fucking, I've got the size. I've got the the measurables. Let me just go work out and uh, get ready for the combine. Okay. Then you know, then we don't even see that guy. I get barely even steps foot on campus. So, yeah, a lot Omar, of different ramifications. With Omar Manning, though, I, I feel like um, he definitely upgraded his uh, his training facilities in the last year, yeah. and 
I don't I don't know that he necessarily is in the position to to move on from where he's at right now. Hey, don't put and, anything past. I know that's that's very true, but I, and and it it's going to be interesting interesting to see like the kind of like waivers and extensions people get on scholarships coming from all this too. Right. You know, and it just what I just said that don't put anything past kids also brings me to a thing that I've been just really kind of driving me nuts is, you know, we as a nation and everybody and it needs to really come to a conclusion of how at what age is a kid an adult? You know, everybody says 18, but mm. it's clearly not. I mean, I you, know, <laughs> you know, I, I've always contended 25 and 27 is the ages where you become an adult, just depending on what, how your maturity level, 25 to 27, but 18, you can, you can pick the president and you can fucking go fight for your country and die for your country. So, you know, the fact that they, we need to protect these kids and shit. It's like, listen, we let them pick the most powerful man in the world. We let them go over and die for the country. You know, we can we can let them decide if they are going to risk getting getting the disease or not. You know, I don't think that we need to protect people from themselves. So it just uh, we as a country need to come to the conclusion of and set a standard and stick to it of what age is an adult. And it's just a big problem that I have. It's just you know even in the NFL they're like oh he's a kid he's twenty three which I am I am in agreement. You know I think like I said twenty five to twenty seven is the when you're an adult age to me. So it's just, uh, it just was kind of driving me crazy how everybody kept saying that we need to protect the kids. And it's like, listen, you know, these kids are old enough to make their own decisions, whether they're a kid or not, they're old enough to make their own decisions. So mm-hmm. they choose where they're going to school at. They choosing, you know, what they're doing with their lives. So, you know, they can choose whether they want to take a risk or not. So. Yeah, and, and to piggyback on that too, um, I think every every person becomes an adult at a different time, depending on yep. you know the circumstances they're and the cards they're dealt. Um, you know, I would I would say that I I became one at 24, but um, I'm just saying like so. This has been a kind of a hot topic with all of this COVID stuff too, and like you know universities and conferences opting out and shit, but. At the same time, give give these guys if they're not eighteen or up, you know. I mean, most of them are, you know. For, typically, college freshmen are eighteen years old. Yeah. Um, and even if you know they don't feel comfortable making their own decisions, there's got to be some sort of waiver they could put in place. Yeah. Well, the you know Emirate came out and said uh, we're uh, waiver is not uh, we're not going to do that. It's not acceptable. And he said it was some kind of fucking crazy ass word that it was basically the stupidest thing he's ever heard. And it's like, and that's, and that's just another way for the NCAA to take away uh, an adult quote unquote, an adult's life decision. Right. And it, it's another way for them to manipulate another person's uh, life basically while they're under their, their umbrella. And it's just, yep. it's bullshit. And we shouldn't be talking about what we're talking about. We should be talking about, who's going to be the backup running back for Nebraska. And like, usually, usually to to be quite honest, we're not talking about the end of Nebraska's football season in August. We're talking about it when we take our seventh loss. And so (laughs) it's like, damn, like we are in a shit spot in, in the world, in the country right now and in college football and it stinks. Yeah. And, you know, with the, you know, not to, you know, the political realm, but with the election near and it's, yeah, it's only going to get worse for these next couple months. So it's yeah. just, like I said, I'm ready. I'm ready to fast forward life to uh, 
2021. Uh, you know, outside of my 49ers, I believe having a, another really good chance to win the Super Bowl. Um, outside of watching them this season, I'm ready to uh, get to January one. So just uh, I am over this. And you know, the sad thing is, I talk about this year like shit. I also got married at the beginning of this year, so it's uh. <laughs> but that that seems like it was a lifetime ago. Yeah, you know, in February before all this three years happened. Ago. Yeah, exactly. I feel like we've been married three years. Yeah. Yeah, it was so long ago, you know. That I call that pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but uh, you life. know, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, if college football happens, you know, I'm. Uh, I previous podcast I had mentioned that, you know, I always kind of wanted to root for Tennessee. So, I guess this would be my chance to root for the old Volunteers. I feel like they're kind of the the Nebraska of the SEC. You know, kind of a, a good tradition. Uh, really haven't had much success in the previous years, but. Uh, kind of starting to trend maybe in the right direction, you know, but um, we'll see. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's just, I'm kind of rooting for everybody to cancel, but I, I also love college football enough where I'd, I'd like to see it, see it happen. What the hell else am I going to do on Saturdays? You know, NFL because they're going to move NFL, like three NFL games to Saturdays if college football doesn't happen. And they sh- absolutely should do that. Yeah, and they, they will get that too. Oh yeah, you know the NFL—they they ain't uh, missing no dollars. They're picking them all up. I heard so. a podcast today, and it was like they—they have had no consideration of stopping. Like they're going to go full replacements, like the movie replacements. Yeah. If if no guys start getting COVID, like they're just going to go to the street, and be like, "Hey, can you block? Are you three <laughs> fifty? Step right. up step out on the field." Exactly. They're going to be uh, like old boy up there in Seattle that tried sneaking a girl girl into campus uh, fucking wearing a fucking uniform. That's <laughs> I, I can admire, you know, the uh, I, couldn't. I know where his head's at. I know where his head's at. You couldn't but, put her in a maid outfit or something. Come on. Oh, yeah, exactly, man. Come on. So it's I think well, I'm surprised that a lot of that hasn't came out of the NBA bubble, to tell you the truth. They're running a tight ship there. Yeah, apparently. Apparently so, but uh, anything else from me, Zach? Uh, yeah, I have one more thing that I have a little beef with, and uh, there's a speak your mind, man, or forever hold your peace. There was a uh, a very former football player from Nebraska that that put on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna get him. I, I yeah. respect the shit out of him, but I'm gonna get him. Get him. A former uh, Husker player who recently transferred that was going to break some certain receiving records that yeah. decided to put on Twitter that he was um, pretty pissed about the fact that he didn't get his Husker football uniform mailed to him. Right. That's fine. In a that's fine. Fashion, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's fine. Like he was, he, he wasn't getting texts back, you know, whatever. But uh, this, this receiver was so mad that like he started going towards Twitter and social media and trying to bring in the Husker football fans. Mm-hmm. And um, he he transferred out before his red redshirt senior year, and he was potentially going to break the uh, the all time receiving record. And he feels that he, during all of what's going on, especially this week, <laughs> that he should, should be uh, sent his his uniforms. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Tell him. 
<laughs> it's yeah, my thoughts exactly. I mean, like, brother, okay. you don't think we got anything else fucking going on right now? Hey, you know, let me in the middle of camp, in the middle of cancellation. Uh, can I can I get my uh, my jersey sent to my house in Minnesota where I'm not even fucking at? Fuck, like, fuck you, man. Like I told fuck you, Taylor. You. Like, okay, let's say you're a dude and you're dating this girl. Yep. You cheat on her, and then mm-hmm. you get caught, and then you have yep. to get kicked out, and you forget a sweatshirt. You just chalk your shit at the loss. You, you forget your sweatshirt at her place. You're going to hit the scroll up and try and get your sweatshirt back? No, you're not. You're going to chalk it up nope. as a loss. You chalk so, up that L and move on. And move on. JD, and, uh, JD, oops. Um, uh, chalk it up as a loss. You ain't getting those uniforms yeah. back, dude. Charge is the game player. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Be happy you're still in a conference that's going to play for now. Right. But so you're not going to get those uniforms back. Yeah. And yeah, I know. That was ridiculous. And the fact that there is Nebraska fans on that. Oh, yeah. That's bullshit. Get him this stuff. It's like he left us high and dry. He didn't, he didn't speak to the, to the program for like six months. Right. Get out of here. Get out of here. Exactly. But I want to. I want an answer. Fucking in three days. Otherwise, I'm gonna post all these screenshots on Twitter. First of all, uh, first of all, I hate screenshots. I mean, yeah. I think screenshots have ended more marriages and relationships than fucking anything in the history of mankind. Whoever invented the screenshot, big fuck you. So plus, the funniest thing was the screenshot he posted was a text message to somebody who obviously works in the uh, the the equipment department, right? And somebody else. Uh, commented directing him to a better person in the equipment department. Like, like you've been gone for two months, dude. Like, how do you not know who to go to? Yep. That's not great. Yeah. That was my beef. So, um, anything else? Any other beefs? No, that was it. That I had to get that off my chest. No, no. I, I saw that. I forgot about that. So good to, good bring up there. So that's it, man. Um, you know, I'm heading to Cabo in the morning. Fucking, you know, fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm going to my happy place and I'm turning off my phone. And when I come back next week, then next week, I'm hoping that my prayer has been answered. You know, I see these Iowa parents writing the letters. I see a lot of traction coming from other schools now. I'm hoping that the Big Ten reconsiders when I get back and fucking we have a season going back again. So that it, it could be a pipe dream, but, um, you know, I'm going to go enjoy myself with my wife for a couple of days, lay on the beach, and I hope when I get back that uh, the Big Ten is back on. So, you know, we can all hope and pray. So that's it for me, Zach. So uh, if nothing else, man, we'll wrap this up, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. I don't know when that will be. I mean, shit, it could be, you know, this month, next year, next fall. I don't know because, uh, you know, I'm not going to be in any mood to talk Husker football until I know what the fuck's actually going to go on. So. That's it. Be great, Zach. GBR. This is the Big Red Revival.